everyone, and welcome to the Travel and Transformation Show with me, your host, Sophia. And my guest today is Stephanie Acock. So as you guys may know, or you might not know, May is Mental Health Month. And Stephanie is a filmmaker with a new film in the works. And she's going to tell us all about it. And she's going to tell us about her company and what they do. And let's just hear from Stephanie right now. So why don't you tell us a little bit about you and tell us tell us your story and, and what made you want to come on during Mental Health Month to talk to everyone. Okay. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I feel very honored to be here. My name is Stephanie and I have struggled for probably most of my life with mental health issues from depression to suicidal ideology, anxiety, codependency, all forms of random addictions. I mean, it's like whack-a-mole with addiction sometimes. Um, um, And then also uh, growing up in an alcoholic family and having my father pass away by suicide, mental health has just been this massive mission on my heart. Um, I have decided to take all of this quote unquote poison and turn it into medicine. And I fuel it in my creativity and in my projects. So I've written a screenplay. It's an award nominated screenplay, which I like to say, um, called Bloom. And then I've also formed a company back in 2020 with two other women who have mental health issues as well. And we developed the self-care bitches. So I've really found a way to, I guess, use what some might call an illness and turn it into a benefit. And since I've gone through it and experienced it, I feel like there's some elixir that I get to to distribute out into the world. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. I mean, I think it's just kind of amazing how we go through things and that is the catalyst for how we choose to help other people. So why don't you let the audience know just how you came to that point? Um, Yeah, let's start there (laughs) and and see where we go. (laughs) Okay, well, the answer for that question goes to a quote that Marie Forleo said, which is, if you are feeling helpless, how can you be helpful? And that was the key to unlocking um, the company, the self-care bitches. And then for my film, the question, so it it always starts with a question. The question was, why was it that my dad fully was able to complete his mission of killing himself versus someone who is just about to do it, choosing something different? So I would say, I guess the two questions that really unlocked the um creativity in me and also my own answers and spiritual journey were those questions. Okay. So, all right. So I'm just going to go, I'm going, I'm going there. Okay. Because anybody who's been listening to me knows I just go there. So tell us about what happened when you were in Hawaii, because I have backstory. So why don't you give us the full story? (laughs) Well, when I was in Hawaii, I was in a very toxic situation to begin with. And um, 
I was taken to the edge. Literally, I was on the edge of a cliff in Hawaii and it was a stormy day or night. Um, there was alcohol consumed and I was literally about to jump to my death, basically, without going into too much details about all the events that led up to it. It was it was just pretty much like I was done and I was ready to go. And I was at the very, very edge of the cliff and something in me stopped, stopped me from taking that last step. So I was able to take a breath. I took a step back and all the while the most hateful things you could possibly say to yourself were happening. You know, nobody loves you. Nobody cares. You should go ahead and do it. Just jump, just jump. Um, like, why are you here? Just you suck. Like anything that you can think of that you say to yourself, that's hateful was being going on in my head, like a tornado. And I was able to take a breath and I was able to actually see my mind for the first time as not me. And it was from that, it was, I mean, was it a spiritual awakening or was it a psychotic break? I don't know. I do know that there was something deep, deep inside of me that showed me that my thoughts were not real and I didn't have to act on them. And so that actually takes me to some, another place. So anyone out there who's listening right now, who has any mental health issues and who might be considering taking their life, hear what she said. She had all this crazy talk going on in her head, but she didn't do it. So that means just because you think about it doesn't mean you have to go through with it. When you take that breath, you give yourself a second, just that one second that you need to change your mind, to change a thought, to decide to live. Because even in the moments leading up to it, when you think everything is shit and you don't have anything left to live for, take that breath. Mm -hmm. That breath is a reminder that you still have life and that you still can find something to live for. You know, because everything is, it's a fine line, you know, we don't know, do we consider this an attempt to take a life or do we just consider this a thought to take a life? You know, mm -hmm. it's a really gray area, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> it mm -hmm. doesn't matter. At the end of the day, Stephanie chose life. Yeah. And because she chose life, now she's able to help other people with tools to help them choose life. So let's go into like what the tools are that you created, how you came together with the other people. And yeah, let, let's, let's hear a little bit about that yeah. and where you can find the stuff. Absolutely. So um, the self-care planner, that I cre uh, created with two other women. We're called the self-care bitches and we are based on neuroscience. And what I was discovering was that in, uh, I think it was 2008, I started to notice um, how I was maintaining 
my mental health. And I was, I realized that it was the acronym mental, M-E-N-T-A-L. And I was like, oh my gosh, if I do mental every day, then I'm building a solid foundation. And the bare bones of mental are meditate, make your bed, exercise and express yourself, um, nature and nutrition, togetherness, ask for help and laughter. I was like, if I just do those things every day, then I've got a pretty solid foundation. And during 2020, uh, I was noticing a lot of things happening on the internet around people being stuck in their home and stuck in their head Mm. and being able to, you know, have that community or, um, they, it, it, a lot of people's demons really started to come out and I was falling into my own little depression and I could feel it. And I felt it. And that quote, if you're feeling helpless, how can you be helpful? Really started to ring true to me. And so I started to get on Facebook and just post about meditation and post about, you know, um, the things that I've learned through my own mental health journey. And several people started reaching out to me and I started teaching them my system. Well, one of those girls was a dear friend of mine and she was like, oh my gosh, you need to get this out into the world. And so I was like, okay, what does that look like? And she's like, I don't know, but let's just keep, you know, talking about it. So we did, and we got this planner idea. We're like, well, we're going to need an artist. So I called my, my old roommate and it just so happened she studies neuroscience. And she's like, do you not realize that all those activities that you're talking about are actually releasing all these happy hormones in your, in your body. And so we expounded, we like expanded on that idea of the mental system. And we call it the mental breakdown, which is kind of a play on words. Mm -hmm. Um, And we created the self-care bitches. And we have this awesome planner where we use a lot of cuss words. It's a lot of fun. It has a lot of humor and it's making you and teaching you how to set up your day to be successful based on these happy hormones. So um, that's how that got started. (laughs) And then with my film, the thing is, is in my moment of crisis, it was actually a film that came to me. There was a line of film in Divergent and she's in this film, a fear simulator where she's put into all these situations and she thinks they're real. And finally she's like, oh, wait, I'm in a game. And so she would be in this massive fear simulator. And then she'd be like, wait, this is not real. And then it would shift into something else. And then she'd be like, no, wait, this is not real. And it would shift to something else. And she just kept saying that over and over. And the fear would just keep keep shifting because she would beat that level. And when I was in the midst of that final moment, it sounds so dramatic, but when I was in the midst of that final moment, I heard this is not real. And I got to see my mind and see my thoughts as not me. And I was like, you know, several years later, like, wow, that's so wild that a film was able to help me in the crisis moment. Right. That's what I began to really recognize is that I could write this piece that could help people in their crisis moment. And that is the goal of my film. That is so cool. Cause okay. Two things. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm going to jump back totally fine. to the journal. So in the, 
well, you, you call it a planner, not a journal. So like a, plural, it, a planner journal, a plural. So is, is it a, like a date planner with these things? Like, and then you just check off the things as you do them in the so day. I'm showing, I'm showing you this because this it's, this is actually it. So it's, we have the check off things in your day. Mm-hmm. We have, we have little boxes that say fortunate as fuck. Sorry. Can I say that word? Um, and just we- did <laughs> no fortunate, fortunate AF. Um, we have a little scale here so you can, you can grade like, how's your self care today? How's your sleep today? So you have that check-in, you have a little box right here where you write your self care plan. Cause some people don't know what, how to take care of themselves. So we have an actual, you pick one of these categories and then you break it down. How are you going to take care of yourself? Like for me today, it was take a sunshine walk. Um, and no screens after 9 30 drink your water and have three meals because that's where I'm at right now it's just like really focusing on making sure my bare my parent basic needs are met mm-hmm. um there's a little box for little victories and then I kicked ass at I, I tomorrow I will kick ass at and a joy moment and then over here we have your schedule and everyone does their schedule differently right. so we decided just to make it blank and you just fill it in however you want to. Me, I put times and all these, you know, very organized things. And then um, the other girls are moms. I'm not. So their their schedule looks completely different than my schedule. And so for all you guys listening, you didn't get the pleasure of looking at it, but it's really cool. <laughs> so, but as you heard her break it down, it does have all these cute little boxes with all the little different things in there. So I think that can be really helpful because one of the things is make your bed. And for the longest time, I did not make my bed because I'm like, what am I making my bed for? I'm going to get out of it, do things, and then I'm just going to get back into it. And then, funny enough, I went to visit my mom and every morning, doesn't matter, she makes the bed. And I was over there, I was like, "Mm, it's kind of cool. So I came home, I was like, maybe I'll make my bed. So (laughs) I started making my bed and then I was like, Shit, this is I like this, you know, because then I go to bed and it's like I'm doing turn down service for myself, (laughs) and the you know the whole room just looks neater. So yeah, I think it just it it does have a burst of dopamine. (laughs) Which let's go back to since we're talking about neuroscience and some people might be more geeky than others. Let's talk about what the happy hormones are. Absolutely. Um. So we have. Dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. Those are the four happy hormones. And in our planner, we actually have it color-coded. You can't see it, but we have it color-coded. So each activity is a different color that releases, it tell, it lets you know which happy hormone you're releasing, basically. Okay, so for the listeners, what are the <laughs> colors and what do they relate to? <laughs> yeah. So um, we have our colors. They are blue for uh, dopamine pink for oxytocin, green for serotonin, and yellow for endorphins. And so I'll just do a day of oxytocin meditation. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. Let's okay. just jump back to, because we've been talking about making up the bed. So what color is making up the bed? What are we releasing when we make up the bed? <laughs> you are actually releasing, if I was Ashley, who's one of our you know, designers, which she would have it memorized, uh, endorphin, uh, not uh, dopamine. Okay. 
the dopamine hit. And honestly, making my bed is my number one act that I do to say F you depression. So I've been clinically depressed. Um, and I realized that if I wake up and the first thing I do is say not today, depression to not today, depression, then I'm off to a good start. Even if the only thing I do is make my bed, I'm like a depressed person usually doesn't make their bed. So I'm going to do the opposite of that and actually make my bed. And then I get a dopamine hit and it's a, just a very intentional act that I do to say F you depression. Okay. So let's go back to the colors. <laughs> now I'm going to have to, well, cause okay. Nerd geek, whatever. Here I am. She's coming out. So <laughs> I love it with the exercise piece. What are you releasing when you exercise? Endorphins. Okay. So I can have some dopamine in the morning mm-hmm. before coffee and then exercise and have yep. some endorphins to give me a little high. Yep. All right. So I think I'm off to a good start. <laughs> and meditation is all of the colors. Oh, okay. And I do that before I get out of bed to make it. <laughs> so you're getting your gas. I'm getting some hits. <laughs> I can start my day off high. Exactly. <laughs> I am the best possible way if you just tuned in. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's what's so so great is that our bodies actually produce the things that we need to feel good. We just have to sometimes take conscious action to get those things. Because for the most part, a lot of people don't have a lot of those things lined up in their day. And so it's just about intentionally placing in like nature or, you know, good music or, you know, dancing, anything like that, just to start training yourself that it feels good to feel good. Right. And that is important. So if you have a takeaway, but how, how did um, Oprah put it? An aha moment. It feels good to feel good. <laughs> Let that yeah. be your aha moment. <laughs> and sometimes you have to train yourself. I feel like for myself, I actually had to train my body to feel good because I was so used to being depressed and heavy. Right. So that it's an actual practice. I mean, joy alarms, we've gotten to experience that where you set an alarm, uh, an alarm on your phone where you literally just have a celebration dance in the middle of the day. Yeah. Just being alive, you know? Well, and the thing is, whatever we live in becomes familiar. And our body likes familiar because our body likes to take us back into homeostasis, which is just that leveled off space. This is what I'm used to. This is good. This is home, i.e. homeostasis. So if it's funk, then that's what's familiar. Exactly. And then now you have to start making the unfamiliar familiar. So if feeling good is unfamiliar, then you have to start making that part familiar so that your body and your brain can adjust. It's like, this is not familiar. We don't want to do this. We were protecting you the whole time. Don't you get that? And then you have to be like, um, no, we're going to do a different thing. And you can protect me a different way. So just allow this part to become familiar because I like this better. 
And if I like it better, you're going to like it better. And then we can all be friends and (laughs) feel good, (laughs) you know, because we are kind of made up of different parts. And then the fact that you brought up the movie Divergent, which I really love that movie. And the thing is, when she was in there, she had to remember, it's like, okay, I'm in this camp and this is how this camp would react. So even though she's like, it's not real, it's not real, because she knew the things weren't real and they would switch. But she was also acting in the camp that she belonged to in the beginning mm-hmm. so that she wouldn't get caught for right. being all seeing and all knowing and all doing, right? Right. And sometimes we all get caught up in our little boxes. But what I like about this part is like, if your box that you're living in right now is depression and you're saying, you know, I really hate my life. I hate, nobody loves me. None of this is, you know, I don't feel good. This gotta go. And you can actually say, this is not real. You can actually write a different story because you can think a different thought. Now that's easier said than done, but it is possible to think a new thought, to think a different thought. And something I've been playing with is to like, stop saying I am depressed or I have depression because that like solidifies the ego identity to that thing. And I started to say, when I was moving out of it, I was starting to say, I am experiencing depression. Mm -hmm. I am experiencing anger or anxiety. And then today I heard Marie Forleo say, that she was suffering with a lot of overwhelm and she just had this thought. She's like, Oh, well, I don't do overwhelm. And so it's like, what if that thought was, Oh, I don't do depression or, you know, Oh, I don't do self doubt. And you just start saying that every time you catch yourself either feeling that way or thinking that way, it's like, you're training your brain to do something different. Right. And then, and if you get to the point where, you know, you're saying these things, but you're, you feel like you're, you're not being congruent and you're not feeling in integrity because you're like, that shit ain't true. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. but right. you can, you can always say it may not be true today mm-hmm. or it's not true in this moment, but it doesn't mean it's not true. And then depending on the, on your, the way you think and if you believe that everything happens now because time and space is not linear, people have made time and space linear, then you can say, yeah, it's happening now. I might not be feeling it in this exact moment, but I can step into it. You know, it's something I'm willing to step into. Mm -hmm. So I think that that is another, that's another way to, do what Stephanie said, because you're like, yeah, I don't believe it. So, you know, you have to, you have to get your subconscious mind to do some buy-in as well, because your conscious mind can say all the stuff and your program is your subconscious mind. And that's, that's the, that's the program that's running the show. Right. And you want to do an upgrade. And so I'm sure we all know, like, I think we're, we're in um, mercury retrograde. And so, you know, sometimes technology does not work with you, right? You're doing that upgrade on the computer and then it just seems like everything's going to crash, but you take that step back, you reinstall the software, you know, and, and 
It might take a moment or two, but the upgrade comes. The upgrade comes and then the speed comes and then you're like, oh, okay, it's all running smoothly right now. You know, so I think everybody's going to be a little bit different. So all the tips and the tricks and the hints, try them and then see what sticks, see what works for you. Yeah. You know, and I, I, so I guess the biggest thing is like, just don't give up just because you tried one thing and it didn't work and, you know, try it over and over, you know, at least give it a week. Like when you're training kids to eat different foods, you make them try it like at least three times. And if they spit it out all three times, you know, it's like, okay, cool. You don't like this right now. <laughs> so you kind of have to do the same thing with yourself, right? So whatever, whatever tip you're trying, try it for a while before you discount it and decide it's not working. Absolutely. And I think one of the biggest things about um, suicidal ideology is that a lot of people think it's only them or that it's wrong or, you know, there's something to be ashamed of about it. And what I've come to understand and learn is it, for me, it's been the human experience and uh, so many people struggle with that thought. And it's almost like the ego wants you to feel separate and like something's wrong with you Mm -hmm. when you are having that, which makes it even worse. Right. like isolation happens and, you know, it's, it's not good. But for me, it was really understanding that I'm not the only person who struggles with this, that it's actually more universal than, than I knew. And, and it's actually talking about it and not making it, not having shame around it is when it starts to heal and get better. And I think that's really important that what you're bringing up is not to make yourself wrong for feeling what you're feeling knowing that you're not alone and there are resources for you and let go. And, and again, easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Let go of the shame. Yep. You know, because, and especially in different cultures where thinking about going to a therapist, is like a taboo thing or, you know, getting a coach or having to go to the doctor. It's like, no, I can deal with it all on my own. And you don't have to, right? Regardless of what your culture says, what you think society says, what your family says, you are the one person who needs to be on your side and you need to do what's best for you. And getting help is probably what's best for you, right? So don't let somebody else's standards, somebody else's thoughts, somebody else's beliefs stand in the way of you getting the help that you need. Because again, there are resources out there for you. Um, And if I had been better about looking at it, I should have looked up the suicide hotline so that um, I'd have it readily available for you, but I don't. And I apologize, but look it up. And I mean, if it's something, if those are thoughts that run through your head, look up those resource numbers and have them, like have them by your phone, have them in your purse, have them on your nightstand. So that when you get to a point where you're like, shit, this is it, make a call and talk to somebody and let them remind you that your life is worth living. Yes. And I've called the suicide hotline several times 
I've um, used that as a resource. And all you have to do is dial 988. They've made it super simple now. 988. 988. So write that down, y'all. Put it in your phone, have it on speed dial. And going, going back to asking for help, that it takes a lot of courage to ask for help. It does. And, and I know that I have a support team. I mean, I feel like I have built such like, I, I, it's like, there's a whole bunch of people who help me run myself. <laughs> like I've got, you know, my therapist, I've got my coach, I've got just all kinds of support um, in place. And I also know when to go there. And I also know like, okay, am I in the green light? Am I doing really well in life? Am I, you know, super kind of like at this really good feel, feel good zone. And then I also know, oh, I'm starting to have some funky thoughts. Okay. I'm in yellow. I need to pay attention. Am I getting, am I eating right? And I, I mean, I'm very specific on how my thoughts start to show up and how, what I need to change in my everyday, mm-hmm. um, and then if I'm in red, if it if it's starting to be like really ruminating and cyclical and negativity, it's like, okay, therapist once a week, you know, all these things. So I have like a maintenance stage and I have a high crisis stage and right. I just kind of go in, in and out of what support I need at what time. That, that, that is actually very, you're very self-aware and you know, everybody is not that self-aware, unfortunately, but you can become self-aware. You can start to notice, mm-hmm. notice what you're thinking, notice what the thoughts are. And then if you feel like you don't have a support team, maybe now's the time, especially if you're in an upswing, maybe now's a good time to start forming your support team and remember, and looking up the resources so that they can be your support team so that there's always something in place for you when you need a place, when you need someone to talk to, when you need a place to go, when you just need to get talked off the ledge, make sure that you're doing the best thing for you. So before I let you go, Stephanie, um, why don't you tell everybody where they can find your planner and where they can find you? Awesome. Absolutely. So um, our shop is open. We are the selfcarebitches.com. And um, me, I am on Instagram at the journey of bloom. So T-H-E-J-O-U-R-N-E-Y-B-L-O-O-M. And um, there will soon be a website for the film. We're in the works of getting a fiscal sponsorship and uh website up and ready to go. Okay. So anybody who's listening, who would like to be a fiscal sponsor, you know where to find her. (laughs) I'm sure she will not say no to money. (laughs) So anyway, it was really lovely to have you on. I'm glad you were able to do this. And yeah, um, anyone who's listening, If you want to reach out to Stephanie, reach out to Stephanie. If you want to reach out to me, please reach out. Absolutely. Reach out. You know, if you feel like you need that support, you need that help, reach out. We want to hear from you. We're here for you. And 
celebrate the small things, celebrate the little things, because what I've learned is that it's, there's joy in the journey. You know, you have to like instill that joy through celebration of like, hell yes, I made my bed. Hell yes. I took a shower. Hell yes. You know, I fed myself well, um, whatever those little things are, we got to celebrate the little things because sometimes we forget that the little things aren't always easy. And sometimes they're not easy right now. That is a really good point. Celebrate. Celebrate. And then, sorry, she had me breaking out in song. And, <laughs> but you know what? That's not a bad thing. The fact that I can't sing, not a great thing. Well, you know what? I take that back. I can sing. Maybe it doesn't sound good in everybody's ear. However, break out in song, y'all. Break out and dance. I mean, sometimes I dance to the microwave, but you know, I'm, I'm out there. <laughs> That's just me. But I'm find so- a way to bring joy into your life, even like the littlest things, you know, or go watch a cat video, you know, something. <laughs> But anyway, (laughs) having said all that, I want to thank you very much, Stephanie, for coming on. It's been a pleasure having you. And, you know, maybe we'll see each other again when you have your film on the big screen. Oh, absolutely. You're coming to the premiere. Sweet. All right, then. (laughs) Talk to you later. All right. Thank you, Sophia.